1: I am back. What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's up?
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, I'm still recovering from the weekend. So, one of our coworkers threw a costume party on a Friday night. And I blacked out in true Kim fashion. Um, <laughs> and apparently, we were up until like 7 a.m. again the next morning.
1: You yeah, have a midlife crisis,
0: <laughs> playing flip cup and beer pong damn yeah i think i'm back in college (laughs) (laughs) did you miss your eight o'clock class this morning (laughs) and then i had to go to work the next day at four o'clock and i was still drunk turn up so that was fun um and then of course i had to work yesterday and i just ooh catching up on sleep i just feel like it ain't never gonna happen can you actually catch up on sleep? Like, <laughs> can you make up for lost
1: time with sleep? Every time I try to do that, I end up sleeping, oversleeping. Oh uh, yeah, you sleep a lot. Yeah, and that's not good either. So I don't know. I don't think you can. <laughs> like, you just got to take the L, and that's a sad feeling yeah. to believe that I yeah. I can't, I can't do that.
0: do you get a haircut? Yeah okay nigga, I'm here. out here bro Fresh.
1: I'm out here waves on swim dude my wave game has came up a long way bro <laughs> like bro if I'd had uh the yeah. knowledge that I have now of the wave game <laughs> I would have been killing these motherfuckers in high school you be out here with the do-rag yeah dude I found the perfect do-rag <laughs> this shit is this shit is silky but it's uh stretchy yes 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 <laughs> bro i'll be wearing that shit everywhere too i went uh to the gas station like the other day and this black lady was in there and you know older black women don't be rocking with that mm-hmm. nigga why you got your new rag mm-hmm. outside the house mm-hmm. you should have left that on the nightstand but i was just out here bro <laughs> I was wearing earrings. I was I, like I was mad niggerish. A that true day. nigga <laughs> <laughs> It's me. I'm missing. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's but, what's up.
0: But yeah. So, I love it when dudes get fresh haircuts. Y'all just be looking so cute. I'm
1: like, oh Are you trying to tell me I'm cute? Yes. You
0: look cute. Fresh haircut. Where your earrings at? Where your earrings at? You ain't got your earrings on today. No. You ain't all the way uh stunting yet. <laughs>
1: right here. You gotta
0: have the earrings on when you get your hair cut fresh. Bro,
1: Yo, I got it cut <clears throat> Friday too. So I gotta cut Friday morning. When I was in the chair, uh dreams and nightmares came on and I was like, <laughs> nigga, I am that nigga. <laughs> like, I'm out here. I think like all my confidence came back as soon as I got a haircut, too. Cause I was like, like yeah, I'm it. Out I'm, here. It. I'm it. I'm it. And then I was like, man, I'm wasting these waves on working a, a second shift, <laughs> like just by myself, looking dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta get out here.
0: That's when you gotta get your selfie game up, bro.
1: I, that's another thing I've realized I take weird pictures. Like, I was I was gonna ask you like, do you have any selfie tips? Because like, I, I tried hard and it, none of them came out good enough to put on the gram.
0: See, what you gotta do is you gotta set your phone up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like prop style. <clears throat> you gotta set your phone up, and then you just gotta like, just pose. You know what I'm saying? Just watch yourself. You know, maybe even maybe even set the timer. And just, you know, <laughs> capture, see which one is your, best. you got to take a hundred photos to get one good one.
1: See, I ain't, man, I be I don't know, bro. I, that's a lot of fucking pictures. That's the, uh,
0: that's the key to being a good photographer.
1: Like, and I was trying to get it, like, have the waves in, but I just keep making all these awkward ass fucking, like, I'm weird, bro. <laughs> the
0: awkward nigga face. Yeah. I see that face all the time.
1: I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, it's, that's a guy thing. And then I, I did see a girl say that she doesn't uh, take good pictures unless it's a video. And then I saw her, like on her profile or whatever she had videos. She was really cute, but I, get, I got what she was saying because I'm one of those people too. Like, I can't.
0: Your face may be better captured in motion and not just like right. still. Like you don't know. What's a good steal?
1: No, because I'm just... Like, I'm naturally just awkward as fuck. Yeah. But...
0: See, I'm okay taking selfies, but when other people take pictures of me, I'm like, what am I doing? What was I doing? Where am I looking? Why am I smiling weird? I look funny. I don't know.
1: Even when I'm taking selfies, I'm just... I'm just not good at like I don't know. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do with my hands. (laughs) I'm one of those niggas. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You'll get it. You'll get it. I'm
0: thirty years old, Kim. (laughs) You're a millennial. This is what you're made of.
1: Speaking of that, have you seen the the people doing the okay boomer? No. Like anytime a baby boomer says some like whack ass shit, like, okay boomer (laughs) No. (laughs) So like they wrote Somebody wrote an article like in The New York Times or something talking about the okay boomer trend, and then today or yesterday, somebody on Twitter was like, "Okay, Boomer is offensive in the slur, like okay, boomer <laughs> <laughs> yo, hurt feelings Get right here, like they've been talking shit about millennials for since we were since kids. we were kids hell yeah <laughs> like this next generation ain't gonna be shit right. And now they still think Generation Z are millennials. So they talk about them and they and Generation Z like we ain't the millennials. And we're like, man, we can't get no love from nobody. I hate that people
0: act like we're a product of something that we created.
1: It's the we're a product of the world boomers created and fucked their kids out of. Like that's what that's what's
0: so frustrating. It's like y'all act like we asked for our own environment and childhood to be the way that it was.
1: And meanwhile, they grew up in the best time to be alive. Right. And it's like... And now they're just like, why can't y'all get it straight? Because y'all
0: ruined it. Because y'all had too much of it being I, straight.
1: Our grandparents <laughs> set our parents up. Dope as fuck.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: They fought a world war and came home and started fucking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Craving yeah, suburbs. Taught them, <laughs> taught them how to farm and shit. Right. And then sent their kids off to college.
1: And then... Our bum ass fucking parents all this way. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did post a video of my mom talking about her love for Kanye's album. Oh, wow. Did you see that? Um, I
0: saw, yeah, the little light like, skinned girl when she was rolling her eyes.
1: <laughs> no, I posted... It nothing. was an actual
0: video of your mom? Yeah. Oh, shit. Did she know that you were recording her?
1: Yeah, because she, she started saying crazy shit, and I was like, hold up, let me <laughs> fucking...
0: She said what she said.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Bro. Like, my my mom and my sister were both going at it. Like, with me talking about, like, I walked in the house and then I went straight to the kitchen because my mom ain't cooked. And she was like... DJ, what do you think of Kanye's album? Mm. And I was like, this is the weirdest question I've ever gotten from my mom. Mm. I was like, what you think about Kanye's album? Mm. I love it. I was like, what the fuck is going on?
0: I think I took a screenshot of somebody um, and what they had to say about it. Because this person is just like super churchy and she never speaks on anything that has to do with anything secular at all and then she made like this whole post maybe i didn't take a screenshot like maybe i just rolled my eyes and kept going i don't know but she had this whole post about like she's glad that kanye is finally seeing the light and like you know bringing other people to god and why should we be upset that he's i'm just like oh my god
1: you know what it is it's because they're not tuned in they don't understand the full scope of everything else kanye has done they don't so they think that we're coming against them for for being a christian
0: because i'm just like have y'all did, have y'all been paying attention to the sunday services and his tweets or you just heard this album and were like oh kanye
1: put out a gospel album and for my mom she had been seeing the sunday ser- sermons i mean sunday services and just seeing that and then listening to the album when it came out, that's where she's on. She don't know shit about the tweets, nothing. And then I really was like, my mom definitely would be a MAGA supporter if she wasn't black. Yeah. She was like, I, I, I kind of want to go to a Sunday service. I'm like, man. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> like, who the fuck are you?
0: Patricia, have a seat.
1: She out here wilding, bro. Oh, goodness. Bless like, it. I think I'm going to start, like, shit my mom says account. Yeah. Because, like, she be saying wild <laughs> ass shit. And I be like, y'all don't understand how fucking crazy this woman is.
0: I think you really need to do that because she be having some hot takes. <laughs>
1: Fuego hot takes. But, it, like, it makes sense. Like, who I am as a person just growing up in a house with somebody that fucking crazy. Like, this what a hot ass takes that. like, fuck it. I said what I said. Yeah.
0: yeah. Damn, our moms are the same. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we gonna get them together and hang out and be like, oh shit, they are the fucking same.
0: This is dangerous. <laughs> it's two of y'all walking around like this. Matter of fact, they probably never need to meet.
1: They know each other you don't uh-huh. remember that when at our graduation when what's the thing we did at Hopewell uh the baccalaureate yeah uh we both got there at the same time and our moms were talking <laughs> they they used to they used to work or something together
0: did your mom ever do anything at a&m
1: she got her master's at a&m no, I, I think I think that she worked there then.
0: Because my mama worked in graduate studies. Yeah, so. that's what it was. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> wow. All right. Some crazy shit. But mm, yeah. I don't think my mama's gonna listen to it though. Like listen to the album. I mean <laughs> the only way she'll listen to it is if I bring it to her and she'll listen to it, but it has moments she's of, not in tune with that side of music period
1: though. So. but also that's more of the he did more of the Christian contemporary version. He didn't do like the gospel, mm. so that's my mom's lane. Of I course. still haven't
0: listened to it, so I don't even know it's I'm just not interested right now
1: it's, <laughs> it's it is what it is, man. It's just everybody
0: has the exact same review almost like everybody says, Follow God is good.'
1: But it's not mastered. Like it sounds like I recorded. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this shit. Hmm. So it
0: it was so they rushed. Just, they just got the vocals and the and the music in there, and
1: they just said, "All right." It's record. not mixed <laughs> at all. Like, cause I was listening in my car, and I was like, "This shit sounds terrible." Hmm. Like the beat was dope and everything, but I was like, "This doesn't sound finished." Oh, now that makes me want to listen. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, it's. It is what it is, man. It's, it has good moments. Yeah. Like it's moments where you're like, oh, so Kanye is in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But you're like, mm, it's just not the same. I was listening to my beautiful dark twist fantasy the other day, and I was like, oh, where, where did the, I like? I miss devil worshiper Kanye like I want like Illuminati like a uh, hedonist like just talk about marrying a porn star man, like that all of the lights
0: interlude
1: like man <sighs> I'm
0: gonna play that when I get in the car <laughs> actually, cause that that is some beautiful shit like it, <clears throat> oh man and I'm, then his like all of his features are always were always just so
1: dope he's got Fred Hammond on this album
0: what? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, uh, and then he's supposed to come out with the Sunday service album on Christmas.
0: Okay. Now that's probably going to be better than this. Yeah. Because Sunday services, from what I've seen, have been
1: extra lit. Did you see the, uh, carpool karaoke in the plane?
0: Uh-uh. I saw a clip, but I didn't. Man,
1: I just saw the... I ain't watched the whole thing. I just watched the Jesus Walks thing and I was like, this shit dope as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was watching it kind of, I guess, the hate watch it. And then I was like, nah, bro. Then you end up loving it. <laughs> bro, I was like, man, I'm still a Kanye fan. This shit is bad, bro. Like, um, but if you've ever seen Kanye live, when he does Jesus Walks, it's still like, That was my favorite part of Yeezus, because like as soon as it drops, everybody's just like, "Oh shit. (laughs) That and run away. Oh yeah. And then like, man, I want to go back to the Yeezus concert, man. Like like, that shit was dope. That nigga was literally standing on a mountain, rapping. Can't tell me nothing. Like
0: Kanye's (laughs) uh, level of genius with the music is just really unmatched. And that's why I said,
1: speaking of sad things, oh, Solange got a fucking divorce. Oh, yeah. So, what are
0: the details on that? When did this happen?
1: apparently earlier this year and we just didn't know about it
0: was that right before the album dropped
1: it might have been i'm not sure of a definite timetable but yeah
0: Yeah. that's just so crazy
1: yeah and then like a dope ass wedding and apparently she had a divorce party and that's when everybody was like wait what you had you're divorced but yeah, that iconic-ass wedding with fucking those iconic pictures that everybody had tried to recreate. Right. Five years. That's so crazy, man. Also, I didn't realize they had been married five years. I felt like that shit just happened.
0: Yeah, it did feel like that it had just happened. But they had been together for a long time before that. Right. I want to say that was her like first boyfriend or...
1: You remember her son's dad she she had married him when she was a teenager. Oh yeah, that's right. And then they got divorced in her early twenties. I always forget about her son because uh, I don't I don't see him as much as like when he was younger. He i never always
0: forget about her son. I just always I I forget that he's not um what was his name Alan, Alan? Yeah.
1: yeah Alan's uh nice father. Mm-hmm. His dad was a football player. Hmm.
0: That's crazy, though.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know. When I t- when I sent you the uh, the topics that you were just like, she got a divorce,
0: <laughs> right? That was the one thing that I because like, <laughs> I was reading through everything, just being like, okay, okay, okay. Then I was like, wait, yeah, that's I don't. That's sad. I hate that. Ain't no hope. I was listening to um Kevin on stage and his wife their podcast again, and they were talking about like the statistics for divorce now, and they were saying that most people nowadays um tend to get divorced around the ten year mark in their marriage, or that's when they tend to start having like deep issues yeah. that may lead to divorce, and I'm like, what is it about ten years? though like why what's significant about 10 i don't know
1: i mean a decade is that's a pretty long time period Mm -hmm. and you're always changing as a person so i'm sure
0: i just wonder if it's if it's like a millennial thing like are we so used to like not committing and like you know being in and out of relationships that we think you know 10 years in a marriage is enough you got to move on to the next one after 10 like are think- we are we on that wave now of disposable husbands and wives cuz literally nowadays everything feels disposable
1: yeah it does
0: which is sad even people in relationships
1: yeah like like, we we talk about, like, getting stood up thing. Even, like, setting a date with somebody doesn't mean anything today. they actually show up. <laughs> People will flake out 10 minutes before. And, man, when you get that you-gonna-hate-me message, you're like, man, fuck this bitch. <laughs> or when you don't get no message.
0: Yes. I would rather get a you-gonna-hate-me message than nothing at all.
1: Right. <laughs> like, that, yeah. I mean, that is true. But, yeah, even dating and stuff doesn't mean anything or talking like what used to be considered talking doesn't mean anything
0: that's like so
1: scary (laughs) like and i'm also one of those people that i need i need terms yeah (laughs) like
0: to know what's up yeah
1: i need to know where we're at like i don't want to just be guessing
0: and that's another thing too like people be so afraid nowadays to ask what are we
1: yeah, because people freak the fuck out and they be like, oh, like, I don't, and it shouldn't be that way. I mm-hmm. think it is. Everything is disposable. And the wor- it's just like the worst thing you can do, quote unquote, <laughs> is catch feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I, I used to tweet about that a long time ago, just saying that like, it's so normal for people to be okay with like not feeling anything or or you know what i'm saying like just being nonchalant about everything or not caring i'm like that's not realistic
1: no you're creating uh <clears throat> computers you're not creating human beings that like uh one of my favorite lines from frank ocean was on novocaine which i know it was not his best song but still <laughs> when he talks about muted emotion that's how i always feel when we discuss stuff like that yeah. it's like we're trying to hide behind an avatar instead of being an, a fully realized person therefore you don't i guess you don't think about it as in terms of hurting somebody else
0: yeah but what's the danger in just like feeling things Man, yeah, i that feel shit like it sucks though sometimes. i mean <laughs> It might, but it's it probably way less dangerous than holding shit in or acting like you're not affected. Because you act like you're not affected by things that affect you for so long. That shit's going to blow up. Like, I don't care who you are. It could be 10 years down the road and you will have the mental breakdown of your life because of all the shit that you were trying to suppress. Like, you can't, as a human, fight feelings for past a certain amount of time. <laughs>
1: That's why Like That's why I feel like I've been doing lately Like I've Uh All the things I've been holding in Have started to Affect me And I'm trying to deal with them But It's still like man That shit is I don't know Like You go through some things And you can't talk to anybody About it And you're like Man Damn (laughs) Like I need fucking therapy I don't need a
0: fucking girlfriend I need a therapist (laughs) See I feel like I'm the opposite Not that I don't need therapy But I feel like I have to talk Like I have to Express myself I have to say something about how I feel In some kind of way If I'm feeling Hurt enough or emotional Enough behind something Like I can't just Not
1: say anything Yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know man it's some shit i can't i can't just say because i'm like man that's just gonna sound weird like and then i don't know it's just like that remember i was listening to old shit like i said the episode where i was talking when i told you i had a crush on you mm. that shit was really hard to say you didn't seem like it <laughs> it's just like i just bit the bullet i was like yeah i just gonna say it but I was scared to death. It didn't seem like it, though. But I was scared to death. I was terrified. But why? Because I didn't know if it was going to change the way you, you thought about me or anything. Like, I didn't want to make you feel weird. You should know that I'm a real ass bitch by now. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually like, I had a lot of feelings for you. I'm going to be all the way honest. Huh. But I just had to downplay it. Yeah. Hmm. But then it came out. That night I met you at Longoose. That's what it was. (laughs) But I couldn't tell you. And you're like, what happened? I was like, nothing.
0: Oh, damn. And then I was sitting there talking about another nigga. Oh, damn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now you understand. Uh, Yeah. And if you listen to the last couple episodes, it's kind of trickled in there. Yeah. But I couldn't do nothing. And then plus, when I saw you were happy, that's all I cared about. So. Yeah, that shit hit me like a freight train. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of other sad things. Uh, John Witherspoon died and that shit. Yeah. Fucked me up. I know. It felt like a family member,
0: bro. Did did anyone ever say, like, how he passed? They just said that he died in his house. Yeah, I, I didn't see how. So, it was basically, we're assuming natural causes?
1: I mean, he was up there.
0: He was only 77. That's not really up there.
1: Not to me. It's not being, like, hell, we're 30. So, I mean, he's our parent. A little bit older than our parents. Yeah. But... Yeah, that shit fucked me up, man. Like, i was like, no! Cause I always, like, it's some people that are in so much shit that you always think they're just gonna be there. And I thought, like, I thought we had another 20 years of seeing this nigga. I thought he was gonna be, like, a Benny White, like. <laughs> yeah, and then he he was
0: just on a Chance the Rapper's album mm-hmm. in that skit, and. Um, he was supposed
1: to be doing Boondocks. It was coming back right. out. That's
0: right, Boondocks was coming back out. And I then, wonder who they're gonna man nobody can do
1: yeah you kinda uh
0: uh nobody could do grandpa um
1: yeah I did think that it could be almost like a baby kids situation cause you know Robin Harris died before baby kids came out that's not Robin Harris playing Mm. that's phase on love Mm. so just doing a Robin Harris impression Mm -hmm. so I mean I guess you could do that yeah but who would do that It's a couple people that can do the pops impression. (laughs) It's not going to be the same. It ain't going to hit right. It's just not. It's not. That nigga. The other thing I was thinking about, he was in so much black stuff. Like every major black show or movie since the 70s. Richard Pryor show. He was in House Party. Um, the Fridays, Fridays, the Wayans, Wayans Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> um, uh-huh. he was in a whole a whole bunch of shit, but like, just I oh Boomerang. What they,
0: other TV show wasn't even another TV show other than the Wayans Brothers?
1: Boondocks and it was something else. Like, I feel like it's something else. He he worked nonstop. Yeah.
0: He was out here, yeah, getting them chicks.
1: And he was like a real respected comedian. Like his best friend was David Letterman, so like David Letterman's the godfather of his kids. Mm. So like he, he had deep. He was real good friends with Robin Williams. So comedy legend. Yeah, that shit's crazy. But uh, R. I. P. Pops. But I gotta run down some of them. Uh, oh, also Soul Plane. which I secretly love Soul Plane it's one of my favorite bad good movies like it's a really bad movie but it's so bad that it's funny speaking of which (laughs) um, Dolomite is my name
0: Dolomite is my name so that was a pretty funny movie
1: first uh, have you seen Dolomite the original like the actual movie Mm -mm. it's on Amazon Prime right now if if you're going to watch it, watch it after no, Dole is My Name. It is even funnier. Like, that shit is funny. It's bad, bad. It's so bad that it's good.
0: When they played, like, the little clip in the end, I was like, oh, yeah. I bet this had niggas
1: rolling back in the day. You can see the mics in different uh parts of it. Just, like, like dropping in the actual frame. Yes. And you can see people moving behind. <laughs> like, that shit was ratchet as fuck. <laughs> but that shit is funny as hell. But Dolby's, my Dave is so fucking good.
0: Yeah, but I can definitely tell. So I heard that um, Charlie Murphy was actually supposed to be the one to do it. That's why they ended up dedicating it to him, and I could kind of see him doing it a little bit better. Did Eddie? Yeah.
1: Oh no, man. Yeah, because
0: Charlie. Charlie, I feel like is a little bit more. He's a little bit more raw. Like a little bit more edgy to me.
1: He is, but you gotta think about that Eddie Murphy. That's his big brother, so he could. I don't no! I feel like Eddie knocked it out of the park. Like no, Eddie did well, but, but you, when I heard that, I I think Charlie was supposed to initially write some of it, but I don't think Eddie was always supposed to be Rudy Ray more. Mm. You yeah. know, but um, yeah. Eddie, Eddie also did say that Charlie introduced him to Rudy Ray Moore's comedy. Gotcha. So, um, we need more R-rated Eddie mm-hmm. Murphy movies.
0: I heard that he's about to like start Yeah. Like back doing stand-up and just trying to get back out here, which I can't wait for that. Cause That's
1: going to be so dope.
0: When was the last time Eddie did stand-up? The year we were born. Right. All, and, I, all I think about is that red leather suit
1: for delirious (laughs) raw is my everybody always says delirious is their favorite but raw is my favorite that's the one that came out in 88 Mm. that it has so many fucking good-ass classic lines i'm
0: gonna have to rewatch. but yeah that's the last time i remember eddie is like jerry curled out red leather pants red leather moto jacket
1: (laughs) if you watch that shit now though the first 10 minutes of that shit you're like wow he could not do any of this shit
0: Question though, what is it with comedians and leather? Have we had this conversation? Because Kevin Hart does leather a lot. Um, I think Dion Cole wasn't he wearing some leather joggers?
1: Yeah. I think Eddie made that a like a black, a black stand up thing. thing,
0: yeah. Because I've, I've noticed that, yeah. I feel like Chappelle may have worn some leather at some point. Maybe. Chris Rock
1: definitely wore leather, yeah. I think that's something that Eddie started, huh? And then, like, niggas took it.
0: I don't see how, because I know they'd be hot on them stage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, and Eddie said he he did the leather suits and stuff because he want, he was an Elvis fan. Mm. And that's the type shit Elvis used to wear. But, yeah, I, I can't wait for Eddie to be out here doing these more R-rated movies, because the last R-rated movie he did, I think, was Life. And that was the last funny Eddie Murphy movie
0: life is funny
1: it's as fuck. just something the way that niggas say nigga yeah. that is funny as yeah. well
0: yeah
1: like this scene in uh nobody's my name where he was like and nigga you got a lot of nerves to be uh ordering an extra side of greens at a time like this <laughs> <laughs> you pay for your greens yourself and you pay for this what's it, sh- a, Char- a, Char- a shortcake yeah you pay for this shit too <laughs> bruh like, like, you know how bad you gotta be to <laughs> itemize somebody's shit and be like nigga you got a Yo lot extra- of nerve to order an extra side of
0: greens <laughs> at a time like this listen finance finances will stress you
1: out like that it's like that Dion cole thing where you're talking about splitting the bill like that's what i was thinking when i was watching that scene yeah it was like that is how niggas be acting like <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you got a
0: lot of nerve. <laughs> oh, since you acting up, you can pay for your own shit. <laughs> I'm
1: tired of paying for y'all, <laughs> nigga's shit. Yeah. Um. Oh.
0: I think it was. I think it's. Um. I'm glad that they redid it, and I think it is definitely something that Black people needed again. Like, no matter what people say about like Black exploitation films, because I know that. Black exploitation films kind of get like mixed reviews. Like, oh, we're shitting on black people. This is what not what black people are really like. But then also at the same time, it's like it's spoof. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're not. It, black exploitations, I don't think, are made to be taken like seriously all the
1: time. Some of them aren't like, especially Dolomite. Dolomite, that was meant to be funny, right? But like Shaft and like Superfly and the Mac and stuff. Those were the more serious ones, but they were so low budget, but they were like, somebody said, Oh, Eddie said it on one of his interviews. He was like, uh, black exploitation. He never liked that word because they didn't feel like niggas didn't feel like they were being exploited by these movies. Mm -hmm. Like they felt like we're seeing black people on the screen for the first time in our, like our lives.
0: And that's what I was about to say is like, I feel like it's definitely um, like motivational even today when it's way less common for, you know, black films to be discriminated against. Even in 2019, I think black exploitations can benefit our society and people of our generation, because especially now for us as millennials and anybody our age, I've said this before, but we are definitely a get-it-out-the-mud generation. Like, yeah. Look at what we're doing right now. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like I feel like it's definitely um, motivational and, and inspirational
1: to see stuff like that. That's why I like this movie, too, because I was, I was actually thinking that same thing. about like, he went out, bought a tape recorder, and started recording dudes in the street. It just essentially what we're kind of doing in you know, a yeah. high-tech way
0: yeah and he just he just always kept like a positive attitude and he not necessarily knew what he was capable of
1: yeah but
0: uh he just he he was always like you know if these niggas can do this shit i can do this shit too like right. why? i can't do it right and i have all these ideas and he did have like some really good ideas yeah. and like he put it he put a whole team together to make his damn movie. Like he
1: fully realized a fucking
0: movie. And he turned that motherfucking rundown hotel into like their studio. Like right. that's so, smart. I know. And that was his, his home as well. Like right. let
1: me <laughs> <laughs> let me consolidate all this okay.
0: shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> like he went from working behind a r working at a record store to having his own movie and putting that movie all around the world
0: just because he had ideas and enough like drive to do it to make it
1: happen that's why i did like the scene where he was snapping on everybody and mike Epps' character was like i don't know why you upset you always figure a way out of it yeah like you always do it i did like like Eddie murphy did such a good job that, like, you kind of were rooting for him. You're like, man, I want to see. Like, you knew right, what was going right, to happen, right. but you're like, he just needs to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cast of that shit was also dope as fuck. I agree. What's what's the girl's name? Divine, uh, I can't remember her last name. But the one that played his best friend. Mm-hmm. She, she was, was amazing. amazing.
0: Yeah, she was. And she looked beautiful, too. She played herself well and the woman in the movie. Right.
1: <laughs> like you could kinda you'd be like, yeah, she wouldn't hang out with a whole bunch of niggas. Yeah. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> like I could totally see the shit.
0: Especially like her first couple lines when he approached her at the bar after she <laughs> yeah. had beat that nigga's ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um that song that they say to just have me dying Yeah. Suck each other together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um wesley snipes is the funniest nigga in the fucking movie yeah he uh he he did good <laughs> like that shit like the scene where they were recording the uh the first fight scene when rudy uh does that kick that does that goes nowhere near that dude and that scene is just terrible <laughs> He was like, "Can we actually kick? Can you actually kick him? Like what?" <laughs> he's like, what, "What are y'all doing? <laughs> what angle? Could you, hit the, could you make this look like he actually, actually hit him?" And he's like, there, there's, "There's no, no angle." angle. <laughs> <laughs> and that nigga was drunk the whole time. That shit was funny as fuck. Like, like and you would see it in little scenes like he'd be in the background, and he'd be funny as fuck. Like it's <laughs> that scene when uh, Eddie is talking to the. Uh, the guys who financed the movie. Mm-hmm. If you watch it, uh, Wesley Snipes is in the background making all kind of weird ass fucking faces <laughs> and just like sipping like the way he drank in this movie was always funny. <laughs> and like that nigga is funny as fuck. And I'm so excited that he's gonna be in Coming to America too. Oh, is he? And the director of this is gonna direct Coming to America too. Okay. So. I, I I had doubts at first, but I'm back on this shit now. I can't wait for that movie.
0: It was um, it was refreshing to see um, what's his name, Titus. What's yeah, his real Titus name? Burgess. Yeah, um, it was refreshing to see him not uh being anything typecast because I feel like he's
1: just been so typecast. Yeah. and then he's always the black guy. I
0: feel like um, Eddie Murphy or not Eddie Murphy, uh, Mike Epps played himself
1: yeah but he played a more yeah he played like his, his real self yeah like <laughs> yeah like it wasn't the over extra shit but I like that version of Mike Epps mm-hmm. like just the cool ass uncle mm-hmm. pretty much yeah Craig Robinson was good in it he can sing his ass off too true um especially like that style of music that's like that soul shit is his bread and butter Who else? Keegan Michael Key <laughs> he was really good at it cause like I like that he was playing like the uppity nigga <laughs> yeah, he was, the uppity nigga that's so out of touch that he doesn't realize how lame this uh, shit actually is Yeah, like that scene where Wesley Stice is like so you want the warden to get this guy out to investigate that's not what a warden does he, and he was like yeah, he's trying to set it up so he, like, like that shit was funny as fuck also, the scene where Eddie was talking about all the shit that he wanted in the movie, and he was like, "We got to have some of that kung fu," <laughs> uh, and the, the choppy, there he said, "I love the chop, my motherfucker," <laughs> and I, I was dead. And they said that they had to keep reshooting that because uh, they kept laughing. Like, yeah, like that shit was funny as fuck. <laughs>
0: that that probably had to be like some some ad lib type shit.
1: Like uh, Keegan Michael Key said that. Eddie, like, the thing he liked about it was Eddie wouldn't do, like, too much. He just did what was needed. He would ad-lib enough just to get what was needed, but the stuff he did ad-lib was so fucking funny that, like, and Eddie was like, I don't I don't mean to do that. And he's like, maybe that's just the genius of it. Yeah. It's like, Eddie is gifted. Super. They said that they would be on set, and then they just start hearing... A beautiful guitar being played, and it's Eddie Murphy just walking around playing guitar. Shut up! Like that nigga is. is I can play every instrument. Somebody S- needs
0: to do a documentary or a, a docu series or a day in the life or something <laughs>
1: <Right>? <laughs> of Eddie Murphy. Hell yeah, yeah! They say he's like low key as fuck until it's time like to get on stage. Like, he's just chill as fuck.
0: Most comedians are though, when you think about it,
1: like. And then he doesn't like smoke or drink or anything. Well, I think he's he smokes weed. I love to smoke weed. That with is Bird. that is to be expected <laughs> naturally. <laughs>
0: I love to smoke weed with a lot of comedians, um, Dave Chappelle
1: especially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was something else. Oh, it's also funny that. Uh, <laughs> That scene where he was like, "And we need to have devil worshippers, like talk about exorcism and stuff." Like he said, "No, nah, I'll just wait for another movie for that one." Was like, this <laughs> thing is wild as fuck. <laughs> but it it is always funny when they uh, like in the seventies, niggas was really fucking with this kung fu shit. <laughs> yeah, real hell, Like all them black exploitation movies had some kind of karate shit that That yeah that shit is wild and essentially that would not be the case today no (laughs) like if i was watching a movie i just saw niggas just like hood ass niggas just doing karate karate moves and shit like i don't want to see this shit well i
0: mean i don't know i guess i guess it does kind of happen today with anime
1: yeah but now it's like I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going on right now. Like, in a second, once we get off this. Um, but, yeah. Niggas, like, and then the idea that Dolomite essentially had the door mirage, <laughs> A bunch of kung fu fighting ass bitches. <laughs> that shit is wild as fuck. Yeah, he did. Oh, the other thing. Um, the costumes and the shit was dope as fuck. Ruth Carter is going to win another Oscar cuz she set it off in uh, Black Panther and then she did good in this shit and then she's supposed to do Coming to America too.
0: Man. Like there's legends out here. It's some just creative ass minds.
1: Speaking of which, did you see the the picture of Martin Lawrence, Will Smith, Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy? Mm-mm. They were all shooting on Tyler Perry Studios. So they all took a picture together. What? And I was like, this is some black ass shit. Nah. Like, what they shooting? Uh, Wesley Snipes and A. Murphy were shooting Coming to America and then Martin and Will Smith were doing Bad Boys. Yeah.
0: Okay. They all shooting at Tyler Perry Studios? Yes. Damn. Tyler Perry is he out a whole here. legend. Out here ain't even a word. Right. He
1: is out of space. Like, not that it matters, but Man, I, I forgive him for all the shit he did. <laughs> I know I ain't nobody, but fuck it. Yeah, he listen like one, one. Damn. Speaking of that, uh, Rudy Ray Moore shit. This, that nigga fully realized his shit. I bet. Like he, <laughs> he pulled a dolomite times a million. <laughs> He's like, nigga, I'm gonna build a whole fucking studio out here. Get this, Netflix. and then I'm gonna name all these sound stages after other niggas. You a whole ass legend. Fuck it. No matter what nobody else say about your shit.
0: Man, black people are just dope as fuck.
1: Yeah. We are. <laughs> we are very dope.
0: The the heritage shit that just be happening before our eyes is is lit.
1: Speaking of black shit, did you see the tiger that got the gold too? Yes, I saw you (laughs) tweeted that shit. (laughs) That shit had me fucking dying all fucking day. It's just something about the idea of it's a a tiger out here. just got a fang. Somebody said that
0: tiger finna get hella bitches.
1: (laughs) the tiger with the tooth like I I said what did I say Uh, that's the blackest shit that happened to a tiger since we found out Tiger Woods his real name was Eldrick
0: Eldrick (laughs) which is crazy for him being half
1: whatever quarter whatever Asian he is I think he's half Thai half well no he's part Thai part Chinese Mm. I think yeah that nigga Eldrick (laughs) um other black ass shit oh uh did you see the michelle obama thing no she was talking on some kind of panel and she was discussing how we may not be able to change uh oh, racist uh white people's minds but we can show up to work every day and do our jobs we can do all this respectability politics shit and so people it wasn't a huge backlash because everybody's like me Michelle Obama is Michelle Obama, but it led me to think: if you were an Obama, wouldn't you believe in respectability politics? Mm-hmm. That shit worked for you, absolutely. Like, that's that's what got you to where you are today, <laughs> right? So I mean, who are we to be to look at Michelle Obama or Barack Obama and be like you out of touch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They won. They Playing mean, that game. Yeah. Now, can all of us play that game and win? No. But some people can play that game and win.
0: Yeah. I mean, Obama's whole campaign was rooted in respectability politics. Yeah. But that's, that's
1: <laughs> also
0: because that's what black that's what we but, have to do. Right. We don't have a choice. <laughs> Yeah, especially like black baby boomers. They that's they game in this in this white ass world. We do not have a choice. That's why when people,
1: were, did you see where people were saying that Pete Buttigieg is doing well with black voters because of our homophobia in the black community? Mm. That was the big talking point this weekend because Boy George uh, tweeted saying that he was. Uh, he was saddened by the fact that a lot of black voters in South Carolina wouldn't vote for a gay man. And people were like, hold up, uh, Karma Chameleon. <laughs> you don't know shit about uh, fucking like what black people are doing, why we choose certain shit. Is it some, I mean, am I going to say that homophobia plays no role? No, of course, homophobia plays a, a certain part of people that wouldn't vote for him but the other part of it is, white people love to scapegoat black people for using our common sense. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at this as this nigga is the mayor of a college town. <laughs> <laughs> let's fuck the gay shit. Let's start with that. <laughs> a mayor of a college town believes he could be the president of the United States. That's the most white privilege bullshit <laughs> I've ever fucking heard of. Yeah. And then he also feels like if you don't believe in his shit, then you are a fucking homophobe.
0: Also white privilege. Right. Behind that.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's easier just to scapegoat black people be like, yeah, black people didn't show up in
0: 2016. Yeah. We get thrown under the bus all the fucking yeah, time, yeah, and we're
1: the most loyal to the fucking Democratic Party.
0: Speaking of political shit, though, <laughs> were you have you been watching like any of the latest shit on like the impeachment? Yeah, like what does it matter at this point? It's the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> His term is going to be up. Yeah, but like, I, I really hate that it that it got this late. Yeah, I really hate that. Like,
1: <laughs> it's, I have had the similar thought of being like, this is it.
0: We all got hype like, yes, finally get this nigga out of here. And it's just been dragging on. And here we are in fucking November.
1: It's gonna keep dragging, but I think it's gonna go through the whole next year until the election. And then people are really gonna have to be like, "Go." Are we going to vote for somebody we're trying to impeach? Right. Now it's going to be those people that be like, yeah, we're going to vote for him regardless because he's going to make America great again. Like, get the fuck out of here. That shit's so annoying. I know. It's like, what are you defending at this point? Right. And why? Like, exactly. Like, <laughs> what why is it now about this con ass fucking loser that you're like, I'm going to ride for this nigga? He don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> he don't give a fuck about nothing. No. Which, kind of jealous of, because, like, <laughs> I wish I could not give a fuck as much as Donald Trump. Like, he be out here bold-ass fucking lying, like, retweeting pictures. Like, did you see where he uh, retweeted that picture of that dog that was supposedly... that dude he killed a couple weeks ago? hmm Like, he had been talking about he was gonna honor the dog or whatever so he posted a picture of him putting a medal of honor on the dog that shit was photoshopped
0: oh my god and then so people were like that's so that didn't happen you out here posting photoshop photos that
1: you know you didn't fucking do oh my god this nigga don't give a fuck i wish man i wish i could like really not give a fuck like this bold ass fucking lie man
0: i can't even say i'm over it at this point i'm just like numb to it it is what it is at this point it's like this is exactly what we thought was gonna happen like i've muted everything that has to do with his name on twitter
1: but i just i don't we should care but i'm tired Like, every day, we wake up and some new, crazy-ass shit he's done. Yeah, And then, the scary thing is we're numb to it now. We really should not be numb to it. We should be like, this shit is fucking crazy. But if you do that, you feel like you're losing your fucking mind. Because you've been gaslit so fucking much.
0: But we've been losing our mind this whole time because of his dumb shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, (laughs) the idea that it's just a catch twenty two. It's a slippery slope. But the scariest thing is, even if he leaves next year, he's done so much damage, and it's gonna be another nigga that's Everything gonna come along. Fucked. It's gonna be another nigga that's gonna come along and be like, he gave me the blueprint to how fu- how to fuck shit up. That shit is scary. Like we, like he's so fucking aloof and dumb that he's not as dangerous as he could be Mm -hmm. if we had a smart motherfucker that didn't give a fuck we're fucked the only thing saving us is he's not smart at all (laughs) like that's the only thing stopping us from like being really fucked that's the other part where I'm kind of like I mean Pence is way worse Pence is way more dangerous than Donald Trump
0: he's smarter also right Which is really not hard to be smart, right?
1: And he looks like a generic white man. He does. You can get a lot of shit done if you look like a generic ass white man. Yes, you can. You look like you belong everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be a whole ass super villain.
0: No, he does look like a super villain.
1: Yeah, the worst kind. Like this nigga does all kind of terrible shit. Like he, like he, burn animals and. speaking of super villains burn animals get out oh I, I wish I had done the uh, audio of when feature uh, was like out here living this kind of single life
0: <laughs> I mean future ain't gonna never grow up No,
1: but it's the same thing as with Trump like what are we holding out for we know who this nigga is he trash as fuck these are facts but bro, man, I've been listening to a lot of Future lately. <laughs> that shit is dope. It's toxic as fuck. <laughs> but like when they put uh, "Monster" on uh, iTunes, I've been jamming to that shit. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, go I
0: can't on. get excited about Future anymore.
1: I'm, I get excited about the old shit. It's because
0: they put he puts out too many. I can't.
1: But but I also, it's funny to me that that kind of single life thing because it's so fucked up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And isn't he like 35? Like, he's too old for that. He got like
1: six kids and shit. He got a baby on the way. It's like,
0: man. And he just had one. (laughs) He got more than six at this point.
1: Man, ain't no telling how many kids future got. That's so sad. It's...
0: It's only funny because it's not happening to me. <laughs> we, we need to know more about Future's Childhood. I'm interested.
1: It's got to be crazy. I, I would watch that movie. Yeah. The Future Autobiography.
0: <laughs> I'm very interested what the like dynamics of his parents were. <laughs> like, How did you get to this point of fuck boy a tree?
1: I mean, he also did grow up in the Dungeon family. So he was around outcasting them in the heyday, so I'm sure he was seeing all kind of wild-ass shit as a kid.
0: Is that an excuse?
1: No, but... (laughs) But Setting up a fucking store is fucking (laughs) wild as fuck. I bet. You got do tax shit. I need to call Lex too. Now I think about it. They're like, you need to talk to a tax professional. I'm like, oh shit.
0: <laughs> it's like, oh man. Do we need a manager? <laughs>
1: <laughs> do we need an adult? <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. But yeah, that shit is wild, bro. Like. Uh, like I was like, oh, this shit legal, legal. <laughs> do yeah, this shit bro. for shit to giggle. You can't
0: be out here making no money for yourself or nobody without somebody else taking some.
1: But yeah, so we're out here. But yeah, I've been I've been debating on telling you just how much I've I felt about you. At the time.
0: What what the most that I was gonna say was.
1: That's what my sister said. (laughs) I was like, fuck. But yeah, I was going through it for a couple weeks. Still kind of going through it, but I'm okay. Same. Yo, this is our 80th episode.
0: I know. We turned 80. (laughs) Kinda. 80 ish. (laughs) You know what I hate? I hate, like, so getting uh, notifications on Facebook about the podcast. It'll be like you have one new view, but it won't say like who or like what they viewed. Like, did they just view the page or did they click on a certain link? Like, I hate that we don't get that kind of insight because Instagram will tell you like if people shared your shit. And you know what I'm saying?
1: I start playing with the analytics on that business analytics page is crazy. It is. I don't like it. (laughs) Let's see what this shit is um yeah so we're 80-ish <laughs> what's what's your favorite episode or a favorite part
0: my I was, favorite okay that's my favorite part i don't know Does any of the episodes where we're just like goofy as hell like that one time we were talking about the damn irish spring soap <laughs> I, I called it like spicy soap or icy soap or something. I can't remember. Have your whole booty a whole yeah. iced up? <laughs> yeah. Like I like when we just be like on the same like silliness wave.
1: Right. That's why I felt like this summer was like our golden era. <laughs> just saying crazy ass fucking shit. And then like we weren't writing no, nothing down. We were just coming in and just knocking that shit out. And then I listened to the uh the Nigel episode the other day, the unedited one mm. bruh that shit was intense Nigel shelby yeah the one our episode titled Nigel, I listened to the unedited raw the other day mm. that, we were all going through some
0: crazy shit well oh, see, I never listened back to the unedited
1: that's that's where the golden <laughs> shit is. <laughs>
0: If I listen back, I always listen back to the, the, the produced episodes. Bruh, because
1: that's when the whole shit started. Oh, yeah. When it started getting, like, because it was when you told me exactly where it was. Because I thought it was, like, with jokes and shit. Like, and I didn't realize. And then, like, you can hear it in my voice as it changes. Like, like oh, shit. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. And yeah, thinking back on that, yeah, like it's, it's, it's still pretty intense.
1: And I, and I felt, I felt not embarrassed. I felt bad that I didn't realize that in hindsight. I mean,
0: I think that happens a lot, especially with people who have personalities where he's just, you know, the goofy one. And right, you just people you just used assume to writing that it he all. means well, so and that's not always okay. That it got intense, yeah, fast. That shit was wild. Yeah,
1: that that shit still doesn't sit with me, right?
0: I me mean, neither. It's it's it kind of actually annoys me that like he stopped fucking with me, like I did something wrong,
1: right? And then. Um. All right, please.
0: I gotta skedaddle. Ugh, I hate doing this. I could. I am back.
1: <laughs>
0: I couldn't get my shit together for shit today. <laughs> I kept like it was one of those entrancing sleeps. I just kept like dozing off, and then I finally got up and I got myself got myself ready. Then realized that I had some shit in the washing machine that needed to be in the dryer.
1: That's. Why is that so annoying? I hate that shit. It'd be like, man, fuck her. I put this shit in the machine next to the other machine. Like, fuck this shit. It's <laughs> some fucking ghetto-ass bullshit.
0: Exactly. And then when you take it out the second machine, you still got to do shit with it. Like, right. uh I got to fold this shit, I gotta too? I got to hang this shit up. I got to iron this shit. Yeah, it's too much. But, yeah, let me get out of here. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think it was pretty good for a rushed, quote-unquote, episode. It wasn't too rushed, but I hate not having, like, the the warm-up. Right. But that's
1: my fault. I, I also was thinking, like, why, would, why was the summer shit different? And I think it was because I
0: ain't had no job.
1: I mean that too And we had finally Started recording here And then we would hang out more Yeah, yeah It was yeah, just yeah. a mixture of things
0: Yeah we were Yeah I didn't have no job It was more like relaxed In the beginning Like during the warm up
1: And then Also I was super happy then. Like I was definitely ha- So was I I know
0: And it was like wow Cause I didn't have to work <laughs> 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 And then that shit started backfiring <laughs> Like, ma'am, how long did you think you could be happy without
1: a damn job?
0: (laughs) So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at KirbyBrownGirl. You can find me
1: at A Kid Named
0: Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend, Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud
1: at DJCBattle. New episodes available every Thursday.